Hello everyone, Dr. Julie here, and you are listening to my Coffee Chats podcast. I am a health researcher, PhD trained, and chef self-trained, on a mission to leave the next generation and our planet a lot more of a healthier place. This is your space to ask questions on topics that no one seems to want to discuss, with information that is backed by research, along with a good dose of practical advice. Real talk, real people, real answers. This podcast is proudly sponsored for 2024 by Momojo. Momojo is a local New Zealand company that produces award-winning kefir. Real kefir, not yogurt, which is going to help to keep your gut so nice and happy. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to Wednesday, beautiful peeps. Hello, 5am club. Hope you have got that cup of coffee sitting there. We have three great caller questions, all relative uh, to this time of year and setting goals. So I'm going to crack straight into it. The first one is just that. How do I actually tap in to what I want? Where do I start? I know you've mentioned it, but I'm still feeling quite lost. Number two, what is realistic with weight loss, especially when you don't recommend using scales? And number three is I'm trying to prepare my body to conceive. Where do I start? It feels overwhelming and I already have a toddler. Let's go, peeps. So tapping in to what you want. I feel... I'm going to say this for about the 50 millionth time on this podcast. It's so, like, there's just so much I want to say, right? So I feel like I'm only going to be scratching at the surface of this. If you haven't listened to our first episode of the year, I think that that will be really helpful to you to acknowledge how tough it is to even allow ourselves to want or to feel and there's a lot of layers wrapped into that so if you're even struggling with that it's okay ideally you want to create some space for this now if it's not possible to even get away or to get away from your home space for an hour to go down to the beach for example try and look within your home if there is a space where you can go and just shut everything off ideally you want to be on your own there's power in solitude and I mentioned in my last episode about the solo that I did many years ago on on Outward Bound we don't want to be afraid of that hey maybe that's even something in your want list is some time with that and I know for mine and I'm going to keep bringing my own ones up this year too you know within privacy there's part of that for me it's it's not just about being private from the world it's about having more time in my day where I'm not touched out, tapped out, constantly giving, constantly surrounded by people or beings, which is, it, I want them, I created that, but I but I also want something else too within that, you know. So creating that, that space is important and even with that you might have to beg, borrow and steal. But I'm going to share an activity that I found really helpful and it's from Mel Robbins, and I highly recommend her podcast, her books, her social media channels. But she said, you know, you actually want to practice dreaming. And if you're feeling stuck with that, in your journal, every morning, write down five things that you want. That's it. Just five things that you want. Boom, 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 boom. And she said, the trick is, is to not like discredit them. 
you know oh you want a cup of coffee write that down you want a new handbag write that down and then to look within that you know oh you want more money how much money like what like what is more but it's the practice of actually writing it down and I've done that you don't have to do it religiously but if you're feeling lost or if you're feeling like you're at a stage where you're trying to figure out what you want which there's always just layers and levels to that you know that's that's a good place to go and if there's one that keeps popping up in there there might there might be some answers or some truth in that but it's about the practice it's about the habit and I think that that's a really good place uh, place to start and when you know what you want share it because that's a really scary step and it's going to put you into a space of accountability as well but it's also going to bring you into a state of being as well do you want to be careful who you share it with absolutely you're not sharing it to get support you're not sharing it to get someone to say hey that's a great idea you're actually sharing it for you so just just watch that right and it doesn't matter if other people don't get it you know because it's actually for you and it's about putting it out there and going oh like I've, I've said that I've like I've said that out loud and if if you've got people in your life that love and care you well of, of course they're going to be supportive it's a really good test of that and that's my third little uh, place to start. And again, we've talked about this in, in terms of friendships, uh, but doing an audit. And you're like this time of year is so good for that. Do an audit of the people in your life. Write down who are the top five people that you spend time with. Are they adding to your life or are they literally just sucking the living daylights out of you? Okay, Your kids get a hall pass. <laughs> They get a hall pass, all right? So they, they don't count on the list. But do an audit. Do an audit. I did this uh, at the end of last year. I actually went through my Facebook friends and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got people on here that I might have seen once in my life and they're my friends. I hardly use Facebook and my this is my private Facebook and it's it's all closed. But you know how all empowering it felt to just be like, no, nah, unfriend, 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 unfriend. No, no, no. Because it was in the action, right? Now, if they're people I've only seen once or I haven't seen for like 20 years, whatever, they, they it's not going to make any difference to them. But in the action of doing that, it was like, oh, oh, be ruthless with your time. You Use that as a, as a word. I love that word, ruthless, because it makes you go, no, like I get a say. I, like I get a say where I'm spending my time. Your time is your most precious irreplaceable asset so go there okay second caller question was on weight loss <laughs> and again I'm just going to be scratching at the surface of this one but look it's fishing for this time of year potentially some of you have made that decision that really powerful decision of do you know what I'm not going to spend another year of my life in this body that I don't love okay and that's okay. That doesn't mean, you know, tomorrow you're just going to wake up and start loving loving your body. Or you're like, actually, do you know what? I Like I do. I actually just want to lose five kilos or ten kilos. And I want to acknowledge that it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to actually have that as a goal. But I, I want to put some, like, conditions on that, right? Ideally... <laughs> If I had my way, it wouldn't be your goal. But I'm not going to discredit your want and your need. Because that... Like, that's not okay. That's not my place. There's all things that we want and that we need. And, you know, if someone said to me, oh, Jules, you know, have a Toyota Corolla or have a Ferrari, you know what am I going to do? Oh, no, I'm okay with my Toyota Corolla. Of course not. 
the trouble is when we just specify it to that, you know, it's sort of like going, oh, well, I, I want $4 million. Okay, how? When? In what form? Is that like just $4 million land into your, your bank account? Is it a business that turns over $4 million? Is it a business that turns over $4 million in profit? Is it $4 million of, you know, like residual income? You know, that's like when you say, oh, I just, I just want to lose 10 kilos, right? But we can, we can separate that out with money. But what, why don't we separate that out with, with weight? You know, or what, you just want to quickly lose 10 kilos and then what? Because you can do that. I've got a great formula for that. Do you know what? Do as much exercise as you possibly can and eat as little as possible. And particularly trim out all carbohydrate because, you know, one gram of um, carbohydrate is, is going to hold four grams of fluid. Great. You know, weigh yourself then. And I, do you know what? In two weeks, I reckon you'd, you'd probably drop a good five kilos just like that. Boom, you're halfway there, right? So, so that's where I'm like, okay, so you want to lose 10 kilos? Do you want to lose 10 kilos of body fat? Do you want to lose 10 kilos and and change your dress size when do you want to lose 10 kilos by do you want to lose 10 kilos in a sustainable way or do you just want to get that bloody weight off somehow so you can experience what that feels like and I'm challenging you with these questions because a you're going to see some of the ridiculousness of it but also to go you are setting yourself up to fail with that and like I want to touch on because, you know, how I look physically and how I show up online is very different to what I did like post baby. And I've like, I've done some videos on that and I don't know what I weigh, but <laughs> you want to know what the crazy thing is? I probably weigh if I did. And if I like really put my like educated guessing hat on, I probably weigh exactly the same, but I look very different. I do. And that's because my body composition has changed. I'm not skinny. Like, let's call it what it is. I'm not, I'm not skinny. I'm carrying a reasonable amount of muscle mass. Like, God, I've, I, like, I don't know what I weigh, so I've never had that as a goal. Have I wanted to change my body composition? Yes. Yes. And is that a goal for me now? No, because my goal, not that I'm setting goals, which I said, but my like my focus is on what I can do with my body. And do I have goals within that or things that I want to strive to? Yes. At my last physical testing that I did, I back squatted, uh, well, I failed on 85. And so I got to 83 and a half. Would I like to get to a stage where I can back squat 100 kilos? Yes, and I said that to my trainer. It feels like a huge leap for me. You know, that's going to be, I mean, who knows, well over, I mean, that's. I'm already back squatting well over half my, uh, what would be my body weight. But do you know what I mean? Like it's, what I'm trying to say here is that there, there are layers to that. So like explore that. And unpack that. And within doing that, you might also realize that there's some actions that you want to take with that. Now, like I want to, I want to back squat 100 kilos. Like, what am I going to do? Just do back squats? What, just have that as a lofty goal and, and not have like an action plan within that? Not have a realistic time frame of what's going to probably be over a year to, to achieve that? So in terms of specific weight loss, 
to give you some idea, even when we're changing body composition, which is what I would really love you to focus on, uh, because that's also going to drive your actions with that, right? Because also when you're looking at weight and you're going, I'm just going to drop, it's going to drive eating less as opposed to changing what you are eating. And that's where I think action specific well-being focuses or goals are really valuable. I mean, I'm not going to be able to back squat 100 kilos and, and not eat or just eat next to nothing. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that, but I've got to change what I'm doing. I've got to be particular about what I put into my body in order to be able to do that. You know, I'm not going to be able to, and I'm not saying I do because I do eat relatively clean, but I'm not going to be able to survive on, you know, sugar and chocolate biscuits and like slimming shakes in order to be able to do that. And that's, that's why those are really powerful, right? And for those of you that have just had a baby and are like, you're talking about a hundred kilo back squat. Like I've been there three times. Okay. You know, so make it relative to where you're at. You know, it might be building, my goal is for this year to build my pelvic floor up so that I can run in a year's time. Now that would be realistic. In my case, it took me two years to run post-ray and I had a surgery within that. But did I have a goal of it for a year? Yeah. And then it got pushed out for another year. And that was doing, you know, pelvic floor exercises every day. And then when I did slowly get back running, it was, you know, run a lamppost, walk a lamppost, run a lamppost, walk a lamppost for a short period of time. I did that post-surgery too. So, like I hope, I hope this is helping. And with food, which is going to be relative to weight loss, again, you want to focus on those actions. And this is where a structure is really hard. You know, exercise gives you that structure. With food, we tend to resist the structure with it. You know, there's a reason I do one-on-ones and there's a reason why I have, you know, relatively cost-effective hacks that enable people to have those checkups because we've got to have that support and kind of that oh I know I'm going to have to come back to or you're going to do it yourself which I think is hard because it's relying on motivation and it's not about motivation no one's going to be motivated to do it I'm not motivated to budget I want to buy more exercise gear you know like that that gives me joy it's not so fun you can But just know it's not about motivation because when you get tired and when you get busy, you're going to need a safety net underneath that. So, you know, where that happens or how that happens, just watch that, especially when it comes to food, because we can just so easily let it slip. But you want to do that audit, you know, hey, this week, did I actually have a vegetable every single day? That's a very simple but hard goal. And if you had a vegetable every single day, build it up. Did I have a vegetable at two meals a day, build it up. Did I have a vegetable at three meals a day? But you've actually got to do it and do those audits on it. And then you'll see the changes in in your body comp. So if you're going to do a weight loss goal, great, do that. I mean, preferably don't, preferably don't, but do it, but do the other steps. Don't just have it as this this lofty goal. It's the same as as money, right? You, you're not going to just have this lofty goal with money and then and then what? Not put any steps behind it. You know, I run a business. I do have monthly goals and targets that I I need to get to. And just in case it's relative, it's just decided to start to pull down here. So <laughs> apologize if we've got the rain uh, sort of seeping through a little bit, but. I think what I'm talking about is is really relative here. When we're looking at weight loss, as I said to, oh, I meant to say, sorry, was to give you some sort of idea. 
we would be looking at half a kilo a week for sustainable weight loss. And that would be under a very intensive program. But that's to give you some idea of what might be realistic. And I still think that that's not enough. And I, as I said, I would still prefer that not to be your focus. But I want to give you some tools in case it is so you can actually sort of see what's what's realistic. I would really highly encourage you looking at, at body composition. And then within that within that body composition, some specific actions. And I'm going to say three areas. So I've mentioned activity, mentioned food, but also your rest to reset your hormones. So that's the work that you need to do, okay? Have a goal, weight loss goal, body comp goal. Then you've got to tackle those three cornerstones and what you're going to do within that and then start. Don't just try and take on one of those areas and expect your whole metabolism and your whole machine to change. I hope this helps and feel free to ask me some more questions. Feel free to, you know, like if you're brave enough and I, I don't have to, I, I mean, I don't, I, all of these are shared anonymously, but if, if you want to give some examples of what you're taking on or, you know, what's realistic or, or what your goal is, like do it and I'll use it as a case study and, and actually, uh, you know, share this on on the podcast. And preparing to conceive. I think this is a really great question and I appreciate that there's also some some vulnerability with that too. My book, The Nourished Bump, has a heavy section on preparing your body to conceive. It's often not spoken about. And this is more than just actually getting your like to be able to conceive. This is actually for anyone that might be thinking of having a baby for a couple of reasons. From the moment that you do conceive and get pregnant, your body starts a catalyst of hormonal changes and shifts that are going to make all of your well-being tasks harder. And it's not just going to magically get easier once your baby comes. It's actually going to get even harder again because of the recovery from birth, because of the sleep deprivation, and because your time is now tied into caring for a human being. We think it gets easier. We get told it gets easier. Oh, you're just going to be at home looking after a baby. You'll have all this time. What a load of crock. Like, actually, what a load of crock that just sets us up to fail. I'm going to call it for what it is, because it is. It's not. It's going to be even harder than what you've got now. So whatever you're doing before you get pregnant, like imagine yourself as an athlete that's about to prepare for the Olympics and then the Olympics goes for the rest of your life because that's kind of what you're asking your body to do. Oh, and then like within that, then you're going to prepare for another Olympics, like on top of that, which is having another baby. And that's the position that you're in, which is that you've got a toddler you know, within this. So you're already experiencing all of those variables and now, like, now you're here. So, again, use that because, yes, is it going to get harder when you're pregnant? Yes. Is it going to get harder with a baby? Yes. And you know that, which I know is why you're asking. So, again, focus on those three areas that I mentioned as well because the more habits that your body has got in terms of nutrition, when I say habits, I mean kind of, Oh, and I know one of you has, has asked this about the difference between, you know, like deprivation and, and like being really strict with food. So hold that. Let me come back to that in a different podcast. But 
you know, like for me, I've often mentioned like with chocolate, like I have 95% chocolate, like 85% feels really sweet. You know, these are some of the habits and practices that you kind of want set up like before you get tired and the insulin resistance increases, which it will simply by being pregnant and then it will with sleep deprivation, which is going to alter that a little bit. Okay, but know that this is your time. And the other thing that I mentioned too is that, yes, from the moment that you conceive, where your body is at is not only going to set up a catalyst for you, but also your baby. Okay, And again, this is not to come from a place of guilt, but it's about going, actually, like, use that. Use that as a driver and a motivation, you know, because whatever the variables that you're dealing with now, because they're going to get harder, it means that that whatever you're doing now needs to be sustainable. So, and I like to take a big stones approach. That's why I sort of think, look at those three areas in terms of activity and particularly in the muscle resistance work that you're doing. Food, in terms of your, like your big stone habits, you know, looking at sugar, looking at the amount of vegetables that you're having, looking at the amount of protein and fat, looking at like the volume of ultra processed foods, you have less wriggle room. I even talk about this in the nourished bump. Like I'm going to say, you have less wriggle room than what you already do now. And that's like, that's just the reality of it because what you're going to be asking your body to do is massive. You know, again, to go back to Olympic athletes, would we expect them to go to the Olympics without, you know, having good food? No. And like, this is not about individual blame. I know how tough it is. It's not about motivation. The reason I've developed a food brand is because I know how hard it is and I desperately want to try and give you some options that I eat all the time to make life easier. If they make life easier for me, of course they're going to make life easier for others. You know, muscle resistance work while you've got the energy. It's going to build up. Yes, you will lose some. Yes, your body comp will probably change. But it's going to be there in the first place. And the more that you have to begin with, the better it's going to be for your insulin resistance and your metabolism. And again, those practices of rest, which if you've got a toddler and you're about to go through that, you're already in negative with your sleep deprivation. And it does make a difference. Uh, go back to some of my podcasts at the end of last year. And yeah, I do highly recommend The Nourished Bump. I'm recording it at the moment into a audio book but it is available on kindle uh, and and hard copy worldwide and there's some good stuff in it there's over 30 whole food recipes in there which i use all the time and i mean to be honest even if you're not pregnant i think they'll be really helpful because a lot of them are lower carbohydrate higher fat higher iron uh ones there's there's some top faves in there too so hopefully that's given you a place to start and again uh you know email into the podcast and if there's you know some more specific areas you want me to target with with preparing to conceive or questions around that let me know okay beautiful peeps we covered some big big topics today from where to start in terms of figuring out our wants you know write down your five things we talked about weight loss and what's realistic what's not realistic where to go with that and again, email me in some things and I'll, I will talk about them as case studies and uh, preparing to conceive. Thank you uh, for your vulnerability. And I know it's not easy, especially when you're already juggling a toddler. Much love to you guys. And I'm going to see you same time, same place next week. I just want to do a big shout out to our amazing 2024 sponsor, Momojo Kefir is an award-winning, tasty and highly nutritious probiotic kefir. It has over 100 billion live cultures and four delicious flavours, natural, 
which is my favourite, mango, vanilla and strawberry. Looking after and protecting our precious gut health is at the core of my nutrition principles. And this kefir is just incredible for doing exactly that. The best time to take action for you and your well-being is today. Check them out at most of our major supermarkets and health food stores. And remember, you count and you are worth it. 